welcome to this week's episode of Feminine Hijinks, where we're here to reinvent the other side of 40 with sass. Crass. And kicking ass. Woo woo. <laughs> I'm your host, one of your lovely hosts, Angie Bailey. And I'm Susie Schubert. And today on the Vagenda, as the Vagenda turns. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> why do I want to give it a sound effect like... Oh, God. <laughs> you and that sound effect. Oh, my God. Oh, as the agenda turns. <laughs> agenda um, need a sound effect? I think it does. Yes, it does, definitely. Well, today on our agenda, we are going to be talking about something that pretty much everybody loves to talk about, music. Hell yeah. And actually, that's perfect with a sound effect. It is. The, the music of our vagenda. The vagenda. I want your vagenda to play funky tone. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know about you, but I don't want no funky vagenda. That's true. Yeah, I, I know there's there's uh, medicine for that, but I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And with, the, without the need of antibiotics. <laughs> But speaking of that, maybe this is a good time to talk about Patreon. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we are so excited to have launched our Patreon page. And let me tell you what it's about. It's a way that you all, our lovely listeners, can support feminine hijinks. Agendas. So you can support the vagendas, exactly. You yeah. can get your own vagenda. Actually, we're going to be coming up with some vagenda notebooks, so stay tuned for that. Right? Yes, yes. So it's a way that you can support us regularly um, to help us pay for operating expenses and our time and the production costs and all of that for as little as $3 a month. Plus, you get some cool swag. So yeah, so that's that's what we've just launched, and you can find it on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash feminine hijinks podcast so we invite you to check it out yeah i mean it's one of those things you know angie and i talk about this a lot i think it's hard to ask people for money and i wonder if that's kind of a woman thing too like as women you're just taught that that's not polite you know you don't ask for things for yourself and you especially don't talk about money and needing money and wanting money and, you know, I'll be honest, I had to push through some of that. And I still push through some of that with the Patreon thing. But it also feels really good because I know that I'm putting myself and you and this podcast uh, where it needs to be in a place that is uh, worthy of making money and Trying to take away that dirty feeling of money. Money is just a thing. We make money, we lose money. It's a cycle that happens. I do too. Money's energy. That's all that it is. And you have to you have to keep cycling it. It's an opportunity for all of you to feel good about supporting independent artists who don't get a regular paycheck for this kind of thing. And you are would be in on the, the bottom level. I know. It is fun to think of it in that way. Like when you're supporting us, you're going to help create this thing to become bigger and bigger. And we're taking you along for the ride. Because remember, you're in the ladies' room with us. And we want you here. Everyone belongs here in the ladies' room. This is a group that you all belong. <laughs> no mean girls here. No mean girls here. So nope. thank you for thinking about it. And um, before this gets way too NPR-y. <laughs> right? 
and then you'll automatically like skip, skip, or Wikipedia. You know, oh, you go look up something on Wikipedia and it's like, don't forget to donate. Then you feel all guilty every time you go. I know, like, <laughs> I know. We don't want you guys to feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. I mean, just because you listen to us is support and we absolutely exactly. love it. So, but if you're able to and uh, feel drawn to support us in other ways, then there you go. There you have it. Um, there you have it. And while we're talking about uh, these kinds of housekeeping things, we want to remind you that you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram under Feminine Hijinks Podcast. So go like us. Go like us, please. Well, so we're going to talk about music today. And of course, because I am the like input girl, I always have to find information about stuff. And, you know, I'm the person that watches a movie and then going to Wikipedia, reading the plot again. And, you know, looking up things that I've I've learned, even if it's a really bad movie. I don't know. So I had to look up some music facts to share with you guys today. So did you know that when you listen to music, the brain releases the same feel-good hormone, which is dopamine, that it does during eating and sex? Nice. What happens if you're having sex, listening to music, and eating at the same time? <laughs> That's the trifecta, my friend. That is the triple orgasm. Then your vagenda will be playing Funky Town. (laughs) (laughs) And one in five country music songs refer to alcohol, one in three to tears, and one in seven to mama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so good. I love it. Mama. Mama. What is it? Mama, mama beer and and tears, tears, (laughs) tears. There was a song, um, late eighties, Randy Travis, and it's called, there's a tear in my beer. Cause I'm (laughs) crying for you, dear. Oh my God. Maybe it was about his mom. It might've been. Oh my God. I've never really been into country music either, but the core man for like five minutes got on a kick. He would listen to it in the car on his way back and forth to work. And the one he would sing all the time that made me laugh so hard was like, I want to check you for ticks. <laughs> Seriously? Oh my God. Oh, oh I love it. I love it. Here's another fact. A 2007 study found that music, classical music in particular, can help make plants grow faster. Oh. Isn't that cool? That is cool. I remember one time in middle school or high school or something, somebody did their science fair project with plants and they played like heavy metal music to one and classical to the other. And it and the classical music one really did grow better. That is so cool. I know. Someone did that in what grade? Like middle school. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are, they're living, breathing creatures. Isn't that the coolest? I love that. I love that too. I love that. Well, speaking of heavy metal music, that brings me to the next fact. The first and only band to play on all seven continents is Metallica. Really? Like over the Beatles and everything else. You know I love that fact. Oh, my gosh. So in Antarctica? <laughs> I guess. Isn't that amazing? That is really amazing. Wow. I, I kind of love that. And going along with the kind of metal rock and roll. So, you know, Axl Rose is an extra quirky stage name because it's actually an anagram. Did you know that, Ann? No. Yeah. He put this together. Who knew, right? That... <laughs> He was actually thinking about this before the drugs took over, probably. Uh. (laughs) Um, 
So in the right order, it's actually oral sex. His real name is William Bailey. No, really? (laughs) In the right order is... Oh, okay. Is oral sex. Oh my gosh. Isn't that just hilarious? That is hilarious. And my last and favorite fact, Barry Manilow didn't write the song called I Write the Songs. (laughs) 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 The song is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Who wrote it? I forgot to look that up. I was too busy <laughs> laughing at the fact that he wrote, he did not write, I write the song. Oh my God. That is so great. That is so, that's like one of my favorite lines from The Breakfast Club. Does Barry Manilow know you rate his wardrobe? <laughs> I do love me some Barry and I will talk about that later. I have absolutely no shame. I have no guilty pleasures. Oh, I don't, I don't either. I don't either. They're all pleasures. Yeah, definitely. Well, before we get into the music, let's talk about our poop. Okay, well, we're in the ladies' room now, so everyone gather around. We're ready to sit in our semicircle and talk about what's happening in our lives. And so, Suze, you've got some poop. I got some poop. I got some duty, actually, that I just that I just <laughs> <laughs> laid out there. Some jury duty. <laughs> you laid it right out in the jury room. And then they immediately dismissed you. Oh, my God. Well... I was actually telling Ange before we jumped on to record here that I was reading some stories that I was going to share, facts about jury duty, but I was so grossed out by some of them. I'm like, so I'll just give you the quick edited version. Apparently some old man (laughs) had the worst like digestive issues that, and he kept wanting to leave and the judge wouldn't let him. So apparently then he let out this noxious fart, which made the judge vomit all over on his gavel and everything. And then some got on the bailiff and he fainted. God. <laughs> Needless to say, court was adjourned. <laughs> oh my, that's like something out of a divine movie. I know, totally. <laughs> and I am so glad I didn't read that ahead of time because I would have been freaking out. Like, oh my God, I hope nothing like that happens <laughs> <laughs> No farts, no puke. Oh, thank God, no. And, you know, it's a lesson. Let's just say I was not looking forward to jury duty. It's just one of those things that pushes my buttons in all sorts of ways. And the the strange part of who I am, that it kind of makes me anxious. Because to me, jury duty is all about having to be somewhere where you can't get away. Like, If you were sick that day or something and you called them and said, I'm sick, I can't come in, they'd be like, too bad, you got to come in anyway. You know, it's your civic duty. And so I don't know, can they come arrest you if you don't show up for jury duty? So just the idea of being trapped Uh in a place for that duration of, you know, two weeks to serve. And then if you get on a case, it's not like you can just leave if you, you know, have an anxiety attack. So Right, so, right. But let's just say there's a lot about the justice system, especially this day and age that I don't agree with. So it's hard for me to kind of be a part of that, a willing participant in a lot of that. So, but I will say, you know what, this jury duty was a good lesson for me that once again, because this is usually what happens, right? You worry about something, you you dread it, and then it ends up being not nearly as bad as you worried about. Um, I got there, I once I settled in, because I, I don't know how many of you have done this, but you know, to make a quick 
give you a quick lowdown, at least here in Minnesota. I mean, maybe it's different everywhere you go. But you have to call in or go in for a certain amount of time. You're sitting in a big old room and you wait to see if your number or your name is called. And if it is, then you are selected for a jury. But you have to go through this whole questioning thing. And then if you pass their tests, however you answer the questions, then you actually serve on the case. You get chosen for the jury as far as the questioning aspect, but I didn't have to be on a case. But um, what I will say, it was really interesting to hear people's stories and really just such a, you know, thinking that says I'm sitting there thinking, God, we are all so different. Like, it's kind of cool. This, this connection of all these people that we have now that are from all different walks of Mm -hmm. life. It's kind of cool. But one thing that was really funny is experience with criminal law or justice or whatever. And so, you know, a couple people mentioned things that, you know, they they'd had been in trouble for DUIs or possession or whatever. And then there was a break and then we came back after the break and the judge was like, okay, so, you know, so-and-so, I know you said you did this, this, or this, but while we had the break, did you happen to remember? So this happened to three different people and each one was like, well, actually, yeah, I also did this and this. So it made me wonder, like, does that judge go off and Google everybody and be like, (laughs) (laughs) and his little robe? Oh, my God. Like, okay, so you're lying, dude, or woman, like, you know, you actually have more that you didn't admit. And then people are like, I don't remember what I did. I don't remember the charges. And it's just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Busted. Totally. I just was like feeling all embarrassed for him. Even though, you know, obviously they they did whatever they did, you know, but we all make mistakes. But I don't know. It just made me laugh. Like, (laughs) is it like an AA meeting where you can't talk about any of that outside? Like whatever you hear about other people's, you know, dirty laundry and whatever? You know, the funny thing is they don't talk about that. They talk about not sharing anything about the case. And not Uh talking to each other um, about the case until at the end of the case when you're, you know, deliberating like what what the outcome would be. You are not supposed to say one thing, but they don't say anything about not letting what people say out of the room. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I know. (laughs) God, yeah. Yeah. Now I'm thinking I've never been arrested. (laughs) Me neither, which is I probably should have been a couple times, but. The best part of the whole day was when, you know, I had to mention like what my hobbies were and the things that I do. And of course, I mentioned our podcast and the judge is like, what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> what's it about? <laughs> Free advertising. I know. And then this great woman named Tracy, hopefully she's listening now. She pulled me aside. She's like, I got to hear about this podcast. And uh, yeah, so I chatted with her a lot and we connected and sounded like she's going to give it a listen. And so that was really, really fun. Yay. Look at you out there representing. Hey, you know, it just goes to show peeps, no matter where you are and what you're doing, proclaim loudly what it is that you're doing and what you love to do. And it will all come back to you. It will. Rock on, sister. My civic duty. Your civic duty. (laughs) Thanks, girl. At least it didn't make anybody throw up. Yeah. Some very lawful poop. <laughs> lawful poop. Order in the court. Odor in the court. <laughs> Odor in the court. 
So what's your poop, girl? Oh my goodness, my poop. Well, <laughs> I started doing this daily meditation that is really good, and it's based on um, this guy, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I've been reading his book called Becoming Supernatural, and it talks a lot about um, you know science and all the energy points in your body and um, raising your vibration and all that stuff that some people like to call woo-woo, but I am all on board. And so there's this 42-minute meditation that I downloaded from him. And oh, that's some serious meditating there. I know. Nor I, you know, 15 minutes has always been like tops for me. But this one it is so incredibly good that by the end of it, I feel my whole body feels like it's buzzing, like for real. Wow. And I'm usually I'm usually in tears because I feel so like grateful and awesome. It is so good. And uh, the meditation is called Blessing Your Energy Centers, I think is what it's called. I'm proud of myself that I've done it every day since Sunday. So this is my fifth day in a row, I think. Wow. I know. And I've sat through the entire thing and I feel amazing. Like my, my brain feels clear. I feel I have more energy. Last night, I didn't get to sleep till 2.30 in the morning because of all kinds of reasons. And I don't feel like that happened. Like it just, I... I just feel awesome. And so I'm just going to keep doing it because it's like a it's like a drug, but in a good way. Like I crave it. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, I really uh -huh. want to read that book. That sounds like such a good book. It is. It is. Well, you know, he, he talks about like the um, the connection between your brain and your heart and, you know, the different energy levels. Your your heart has way more strength of, of energy than your brain even does. It's like its own um its own brain and so in the meditation you're just you're going through and you're dealing with all eight energy centers and taking any ickiness that's out of it and sort of cleaning it and then by the end you're really buzzing it's awesome oh i love that and that reminds me of like a something i learned in my whole coaching um studies because i'm a certified life coach and so some of this stuff pops up <clears throat> here and there but the whole idea that the things you were just talking about, like the the energy that you actually feel from your heart and your stomach, mm -hmm. your gut, those are things to pay attention to even more than the thoughts in your head. Because, you know, I've mentioned this before that 80% of what we think about is negative because it's just a part of physiological part of our brain. We're wired for that fight or flight. So mm -hmm. you have to kind of rewire your brain or retrain it to not always go to the worst case scenario, which most yes. of us just do. So if you can't depend on listening to your brain, then what do you listen to? Well, the things that you are working on through that meditation, you listen to your heart, you listen to your gut, you listen to what shows up in your body when you're feeling scared or happy or where does that feel in your body and how can you pay attention mm -hmm. to what it's saying to you it's really interesting it is and and before anybody poo-poos it it's good to try because you just never know everybody responds differently and so yeah so i, I just wanted to report i my whole life have been like a stressed out person and I really feel like that that's contributed to my autoimmune issues and everything else. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, so this really has been working for me. I love that. Love that. Love that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So a little peek into my energy centers, folks. <laughs> Just a small peek. And now we'll, we'll move on and talk about our subject du jour. 
Right, that we love rock and roll. And how about you? Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) When did you put a dime in a jukebox? Even when I was a kid, it was a quarter. (laughs) Seriously. Like, how old is Joan Jett? Is she? (laughs) Not that old. (laughs) Dime in the jukebox. God, I love that Put another wooden nickel in the jukebox. Now I'd be like, put your fucking credit card in there. I'm sure I haven't seen a jukebox in forever, but I'm sure there must be the oh, ability probably. to use a card. Or you could just like download, there's an app for that. Download yes. the app on your phone and then play the jukebox. Well, that's basically what our uh, Echo and Siri and whatever all that stuff is. It Crazy. is. It is. And yeah, I've seen, I've been in some bars where they do have the thing that like will sync up to your iTunes. <laughs> Did you hear that? Well, what? <laughs> Uh, I won't say the name again, but my device just answered me. Hmm, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening, folks. Yeah, pretty creepy. It is pretty creepy. creepy. So what is your favorite music, Ange? Well, you know, I like if I have my choice, like if I'm hanging out at home, and just want to listen to something. And it just really depends on my mood, too. But I'm, I'm just an, an 80s sort of new wave girl. And always have been. I that's what I listened to back in the day, like post punk stuff, like The Cure and Depeche Mode and Susie and the Banshees and Sinead O'Connor. I all this stuff. That's that's sort of like my probably my favorite music of my lifetime. Mm. But I still really love uh, a lot of new music. We go see a lot of concerts here in town, and I love Americana music, which is sort of like a, a hipper version of country. Okay. That makes me think of oh something like Pa Ingalls would Americana. listen to. Americana. Yeah. I love I have a whole Americana playlist. <laughs> I love it. I, I don't really like traditional country and I never really have except for there's a tear in my beer that kind of got stuck in my head for a long time. So I did like that. And I and I like 70s and 80s anthems. Like I still I love Journey and Boston and Ario Speedwagon and all that. And I like some punk music and you know one of my first albums was sex pistols i like a lot of the ramones i like a lot of that too and i like some rap i like bc boys and run dmc like probably old school rap is what i like so but i never got into metal or like screamy music and uh yeah i like some jazz too like i like a lot of things what about you yeah i'm kind of that same person like i don't know it's i have a really hard time if someone say what's your favorite band because i just i don't have one i don't even a genre of music i mean yes i really like rock and roll i really like metal and a sort of loud and i don't necessarily mean that volume music that's really intense king diamond (laughs) i know i know he's definitely uh kind of in a class all his own i wouldn't even know how to describe he's very theatrical and he just (laughs) sings in this falsetto but it's like this really heavy music and he literally sings about his grandma in a song yeah, I've I've realized like uh, you know my daughter has turned me on to like I said this EDM music and I think a lot of people I don't meet a lot of people my age that love that and I tried to think why do I like it so much and I like I said I think it's very intense the beats change a lot and it just makes you it just makes your whole body like want to move and 
whatever. And I obviously that's a lot like metal, <laughs> sort of an angry place, but a healthy angry place. I don't know how to explain it, but it just like I feel like when I listen to music like that, it understands like the frustration and anger I have at the world and the things that happen that I can't control. And it makes me feel better. I, I, I well, it's kind of a weird thing, but um, I like music that is very kind of haunting in the minor key. I like the way that makes me feel like yeah. it's a little spooky. It's a little, um, I don't know. It, it just brings up, I don't know how to even explain it. Just not even memories, but just, um, I don't know, thinking about unique things, which is, of course, what I'm always doing. But I'm like you, too. Like, I love everything from Barry Manilow, like I said, to Metallica. I I pretty much, but I, instead of just, like, loving a band, I love specific songs. It's hard to say, oh, I love everything by this band or that person. Not necessarily, but I do, what's funny is until actually my daughter, I tend to just listen to things that I already know. Like I listen to a lot of music from my past. And didn't you say at one point that you met someone that never listens to old music? Yeah, like I've known people who've said, oh, well, I liked this kind of music or this song at one time, but I've outgrown it or I don't like it anymore. And da, da, da. And I was thinking, I like every single song I've ever liked. Like I never got to a point where I stopped liking something. I just kept adding to the songs mm -hmm. that I like. But I just think that that is so weird. And I don't know if they're saying it because, oh, it's not cool to listen to, um, you know, Captain and Tennille or Barry Man <laughs> or, or whatever. I think that that's, I don't know why. I don't, I, I don't know why that is because I really do like everything I've always liked. Yeah, me too. And and, you know, obviously there are things that I am not in the mood for sometimes or, you know, certain songs I do get tired of, like, because I've heard it so much and I don't feel like hearing it again. But it doesn't necessarily mean I don't like it anymore. You know, there's different music for different moods. I think what it really comes down to for me is I like music that I can emotionally connect to. Yes. So it doesn't matter what kind of music it is, but if it makes me feel a certain way, whether that's happy, sad, angry. Mm -hmm. You know, what I can't stand is music that just doesn't make me feel anything. It's like right. just milk toast music mm -hmm. and that kind of that just and, and again, that can fall into any genre for me. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I find some things that some people love boring, like people like Bon Iver. He's very popular, but I think he's boring as hell. That band yeah. is boring as hell. And it, like I. I can listen to some of it, but I, like, I wouldn't want to go sit through a whole concert of it. Right. You know, you know what I mean? So when you like a song, do you first like it because of the, the, the sound of it or because of the lyrics? And, and then once maybe you, you like the sound of it, but then you actually know mm. the lyrics, your opinion changes. You either like it more or less. Oh, that's a great question. I honestly don't know. I feel like it's the mm -hmm. time you hear it. And I think that's most music, actually. I think there's very few things that right away I'm like, I love this song. You know, usually I have to listen to it a few times and then I, then I get really into it. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I don't know if it, it strikes me right away, but I will say I appreciate the lyrics of a song. Like, 
I'll bring that up with a core man sometimes. I'm like, isn't it cool? Like that play on words or isn't it cool what this song is about? And he'll be like, I've never even listened to the words. Mm. I, I can't imagine listening to music and not paying attention to the lyrics. Yeah, right, right. Totally. You feel that way too? I do. I And sometimes I listen to the lyrics, but then I, I like to go into the song meanings website and kind of see what it what it means and some people are just making guesses but some people are actually quoting the artist saying this is what they say it means and then it takes on a different meaning for me um and i usually like it more because it's yeah because i i i feel like i can understand it although a lot of artists are like you know you take the meaning that you want out of it it's it's you know that's just the way that that art in general should be viewed is you take away whatever it is for you. So of course, mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, there's definitely, and that's like a cool thing about art too. Like sometimes you'll look at a painting and you'll be like, this looks like splashes of paint that a three-year-old could do. But then you find out about the artist and what was going on in their head and why they painted that. And then it gives you this whole new appreciation. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, it may not be something I love to look at, but I like thinking about like what was behind all that. And now I appreciate it a lot more. I don't know. I feel like music has always gotten a pass from me, whether it's good or bad, when it talks about things that are that in a normal conversation I would find offensive, like some rap songs or something that are very like misogynistic and all of that stuff. You know, if some guy was like saying the things that guy is saying just in conversation, I'd be like, what a jerk. But yet when I listen to it in the music, mm-hmm. it totally gets a pass for me. I'm like, if this song makes me dance and I love it and I kind of laugh at like the balls they have for saying what they say yeah. and just like being unconventional and putting themselves out there, I think it's funny. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about that, Ange? Do you- There's some old songs from the Beastie Boys. Still, when Certain Smooth Paul Revere comes on and, and they're talking about, I did it like this, I did it like that, I did it with a wiffle ball bat. Oh, it's- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, talking talking about doing it with, you know, with hose in the back of the bus and whatever. Like, I I find myself singing it, and then I'm like, what the hell? But, so, I I get what you're saying. Like, I think Mm -hmm. newer stuff, I don't, I kind of judge a little more. But, like, stuff that I've loved forever. But one thing I can't, I have a really hard time separating, and I would love to know what you and listeners think about this about Michael Jackson like can you still hear his music or can't or can't you listen to his music because of all the stuff allegedly that he did to little boys and when I hear Michael Jackson songs it depends on my mood sometimes I'm like oh I can't hear this because you know I saw Finding Neverland and that was hella disturbing and so I I have a hard time separating that what about you Uh, That's a great question, too. Yeah, I did not see that documentary. Um, I want to. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, it's it's certain things, too. Like, it brings back even, like, Tom Cruise movies. When he was being so judgy and weird about whether you take um, antidepressants or whatever, you know, his whole weirdness, Mm -hmm. I definitely found myself, like, not wanting to support him in a movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, so I guess like with music, maybe I wouldn't go buy it. But if a song comes up, I guess it's not going to ruin my listening pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a song I've always loved, I'm not all of a sudden going to be like, oh, my God, I, I hate this song now because it makes me think of such and such. But again, 
like I said, I have not seen that documentary. So maybe I would Mm -hmm. after seeing that and hearing what people are saying specifically. Mm -hmm. Right, totally. Yeah. So yeah, so I don't know. I just think it's it's something interesting to think about because I know people who have totally have opposite opinions. And I don't know what's right or wrong. But it's just, you know, I think you just have to sort of take it in. Like, I feel bad, like listening to something and giving money, you know, to someone who has done terrible things to little boys, you know, like, well, yeah, totally. Yeah. Really, really, guys, this is a comedy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So do you ever feel like there's sort of, um, you know, again, I've always loved heavy metal music that has not changed from my 20s. I'm in my 50s now. And I feel like Still, people are super surprised, like in certain situations, Mm -hmm. if I mention that I like that kind of music or that I used to be in a heavy metal band, people Mm -hmm. just think that's like, oh, like, you know, yeah, I just think it's really funny. And I, I wonder if other people, how many other people out there does their music change as they get older? Do they Mm -hmm. feel like, well, now that I'm older, I don't appreciate that music anymore um, I need to listen to more sophisticated music or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for me, it's like, uh, I'm still going to be a 90-year-old grandma listening to Metallica and the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And I don't apologize for that. And, you know, if I can entertain people with the thought of that, oh, well, I guess, you know, I hope they are entertain oh <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, Chris and I go see a lot of bands. Um from uh, the 80s and 90s, sort of like alternative music from then. And certainly, like, everybody at the show is, like, our age, you know. So, so, and um, we have a a great local radio station that plays a lot of new stuff, too. And a lot of the shows are aimed at, not a lot, some of the shows are aimed at people our age. So there's, it just depends, because most of my friends in my group all listen to good music that they've always listened to and they're not like oh no I gotta listen to Jason Mraz 24-7 and you know whatever right. so I, I just always have considered myself kind of off the beaten path anyway <laughs> right and now I got this pink hair and it's like I don't know that anybody's surprised at anything that comes out of my mouth <laughs> so why would they expect anything less right exactly yeah. yeah but I tell you I will rock out some Barry Manilow I will rock out some Linda Ronstadt I, I mean I love all of that too but I'm just going to be who I am and not care who, you know, what people think about me or whatever. Oh. And they can be surprised if they want to. And fine, you know, go see your Taylor Swift. But I do like Taylor Swift, I have to say. Before we wrap up the conversation about music, like what, is there any new music or that you've discovered lately that you're curious about or something that kind of surprises that you that you've liked? We have a lot of really great local bands here. And so we have fun going and uh, seeing some local shows. And so, like, in the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed female sound. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They There's a few that either come through here or, or are here. I really, I like that sound. And so my husband, Chris, loves 90s girl bands, like Breeders, Belly. Uh, so I, I do, too. My husband loves Alan Parsons Project so much, and I just cannot get on that band. There are songs that literally, I, I can't explain it. They affect me physically. Oh God. <laughs> like when I hear that freaking Rick Astley song, 
it literally makes me angry because I, it's just, I can't explain it. I, I just, I'm like, please, please. I, I get mad at him sometimes. Like, would you just stop? I, I can't <laughs> listen to that right now. <laughs> you know, you know what does that for me is auto tune. I hate auto tune. It makes me sick to my stomach. And one of my favorite bands, Cloud Cult, is a local band. They have a song that's sort of auto-tuned. And I'm like, what the hell? Why did you have to go and do that? It, just the, like the Cher song, Believe, has all that auto-tunage in it. And it sounds, it literally makes me nauseated. That's so interesting. It must be like the brown note or it something. It is. It's the vomit <laughs> note. Well, one thing I'll say uh, for me is... And I always joke that she's so much more hip than I am with music because, again, I tend to sort of be stuck into what I like and I don't go outside of that very much or listen to the radio very often versus my own music. But like Ange recently um, brought up Lizzo and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Well, now I'm like, how did I not know who Lizzo is? I went and checked her out and I am completely in love with that woman. And here's the funny thing is I, she's the kind of person that the music itself, I don't always love everything, but I like it more because it's her. Yeah, totally. Same thing like Beyonce. I don't love the Beyonce music, her music, but I do appreciate her as an artist. And I think she's amazing, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't always listen to Beyonce, but Lizzo, I'm finding myself listening to her more and more, mainly because I just think she's so kick-ass. She's totally. It's so interesting how that can change. I think I need to teach myself how to twerk. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe that should be our next uh, Patreon video. Those special patrons get to see us teaching ourselves how to twerk. That's right. (laughs) We will give you the gift of twerk. (laughs) And you know, the first people we'll show it to will love it will be our kids. (laughs) Yes, definitely, definitely. And then (laughs) with the, depending on, I think that all tiers will get to see the twerk video. (laughs) I think so, too. Because there will be lots of tears involved with that. Lots of tears. Uh, So what do we got going on next week? So this will really be fun because, as you know, we spend so much time in the ladies' room. So we thought it would be fun to do a whole podcast about bathroom hijinks. We're going to get into the ladies' room time machine. I can't wait for that. That's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're not going to talk about what we actually do in the ladies' room as far as, you know, that kind of business. Yeah. Number two business, number one business. But we're going to talk about different things. You know, it seems to be a gathering place, right? It does. So let's talk about, through over through the years, some memories we have yeah, open, in the bathroom. Open up okay. the scrapbook. Yeah, the, scrap. the scrapbook. The scrapbook. <laughs> well, cool. Well, we are so excited that you could join us this week. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing us talk about music. And um, like you said earlier, we'll put some polls up. We'll try to get some discussion going about music on social media. And every Monday you can find us on femininehijinkspodcast.com. And you can download and listen on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So we look forward to seeing all you fine folks next week. Yes, yes, yes. Love another indoor sport. XOXO. Bye. Bye.